Okay, well, uh, good evening, all you uh, lovely people out there. Welcome back to the Turn One Scoop. It is nighttime where I am at, and I'm sitting in a dark, dark room all by myself. Uh, by the way, I'm uh, your co-host, Michelle. One of your co-hosts, Michelle, and we've got uh, Pablo somewhere far away. Yep, and the far, far away place today is under the Mosswort Bridge. Um, I'm hiding, and unless you have... Uh, Converted power of ten or more for all your creatures. I'm not coming out. This this bridge is is my home now. This is where I live. Which should uh, hopefully kind of clue you into what we're talking about today. If the previous episodes haven't clued you in already. Yep, yep. And uh, given that our clue has been given, green, can, green. <laughs> Just straight into <laughs> the answer. All right. Uh, the answer to the question we didn't ask uh, today's episode is going to be about green. <laughs> Yes, and green is also a color that I, I, I should be familiar with because I feel like it's also just a very easy color to learn, but I, I'm not because <laughs> all I know is that green is big creatures, big ramp. Yep, uh, famously known as the training wheels color of magic, uh, which is why uh, I'm so uh, attached to it. Uh, green is the color that most players are going to start off with because there aren't too many... Um, intricate mechanics it just tells you exactly how to play magic and um you know you can you can add complexity later uh, mm. but if you just want the basics of the game here's here's my take on green if you had to take away any of the other colors and you can only use one color as the magic game itself like there's only a one color that is the entirety of magic every other color would feel like an incomplete game except for green if green was the only color of permanence that you had in the game you would still feel like oh yeah this is um it's a little bit simplistic but this uh, flows exactly the way that this game should be uh, and magic green gives you Yes, green green gives you all the kind of basics and the, the little training wheels that that uh, kind of newcomers uh, can learn pretty quickly. And then from there on, you can add other colors, switch colors, do whatever you want. So relatively easy color to learn and a good color to start off with if you're a beginner. Yeah, the other colors add depth to magic, but green provides just the strongest foundation out of all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. You can play just an entire pot of mono green, and you won't feel like there's anything missing at all. Out of curiosity, Pablo, uh, when you first created my deck, how come you didn't do just a mono green deck? For your deck? Uh, because mm -hmm. I know... Okay, um, I guess there's a caveat for green. If you have never played any sort of card game before in your life, then I would give you a mono green deck. Um, but mm -hmm. since you've already had other games beforehand, you had Pokemon and I assume a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, you Pokemon, would at least yes, have... Yu-Gi-Oh, absolutely zero. But oh, okay. I did quite like collecting Yu-Gi-Oh cards and did absolutely nothing with them. <laughs> well, uh, Pokemon <laughs> then. I, did, I do know that you played a lot of Pokemon. So you already knew how the flow of a card game would go. Um, oh. green teaches you the flow of magic or basically the flow of any uh, collectible card game. If you're somebody who's a little bit uh, more experienced in magic and you're starting to teach other people, green is the best standalone color to give other players who have no experience at all with card games 
because it won't overwhelm them. But if you're starting to teach players who have experience with other card games, even like, say, Hearthstone or Pokemon, they already know the beats. They already know like the ups and downs. So you give them a secondary color or a different color uh, altogether to give them more complexity and give them more engagement. Ah, so that's why you gave me a, a complete gun. Complete gun, yeah. Um, a total gun. My <laughs> green and black infect deck. Um, right off the bat. Yeah, green. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's it's hard. There's not really uh there's not really a simile or a metaphor that I can think about. Green. It's a machete. You you need to survive. <laughs> it's a combat <laughs> knife uh, compared to the hunting rifle. Uh, it's 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 green is just the complete package, man. Yeah. Uh, which kind of brings us to our next whole thing here. As you know, green is the uh, has a symbol of a tree, uh, forests. So you can pretty much tell right from the get-go that green is the color that kind of embodies nature and is kind of in tune, well, most in tune with nature, essentially, but it's also the most, uh, I guess, peaceful color, or at least confrontational, at least. See, I... I don't... I guess I don't have any complaints about the green uh, tree color symbol, but... Uh, how you felt about red? I feel a little bit about green. Maybe not as, <laughs> maybe not as strongly. But whenever I look at the green symbol, it's just a broccoli. This is this is big old broccoli. <laughs> oh no, Bob! Well, now that you've pointed it out, <laughs> right? No, it's like oh, no! <laughs> there's look. There's a lot of ways. Okay, um, design-wise, there's a lot of ways that you could have made it um, like spindlier or more, you know graceful as a tree but with the trunk as thick as it is in the color in the mana symbol it, it looks very much like a stock of broccoli. I, I mean you're not wrong but didn't you say it in like the first episode or something about how printers back in the day were like uh, something along the lines of really shitty and couldn't do a lot of detail or some shit like that yeah the any symbol that you had to make had to be a little bit bold um which is why the red symbol is a miracle okay michelle look at how nice and I detailed did. it was even back that in is, all right that is true okay I, I i'm not denying how nice the red symbol looks i just don't give a shit oh okay all right well <laughs> there's, there's nothing i can do about that but you know now that you pointed it out that it looks like a broccoli uh fuck man i can't unsee that <laughs> Um, this is a good segue, though, because in Magic, um, a lot of other podcasters will say that there are vegetables, uh, staples, that uh, you have to have in an EDH deck, by the way. If you're playing Standard or Modern or whatever, a 60-card format, you can get away with a bunch more gimmicky bullshit. Uh, but in EDH, you need to have staples to make your deck really, really run. And a lot of other places call those vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Green? So you're saying that green is the broccoli of the magic world? Yes, uh, because <laughs> <laughs> green basically has every single thing that you need for magic. It is the strongest ramp color. There's there's no greater uh, color for ramp, like, at all. This is don't, true. Don't even pretend that there is. That's, like, and, literally the only thing I know green has yeah. <laughs> prior to research. And um, it has more recently than before uh more card draw uh it is a very strong card draw color ah, it's right so up there with blue right. and black mm -hmm. 
which is why uh, blue, blue, and green get so uh, along so well together nowadays, even though they're enemy colors. Yep. They love not doing anything for their card draw, or at least um, being rewarded for doing stuff that they're already doing. Uh, black card draw, at least you have to pay something, which is why most people think black card draw is respectable, like you're losing a creature, you're losing life. Mm -hmm. Green and blue, it's... Um, Unconditional card draw? Yeah, unconditional <laughs> or as close to it as you can get because um, the conditions for blue and green card draw is basically play a land, have a creature, like stuff that you're already doing that it's basically free. Ah, I see. But that's that's getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, green, a broccoli, the vegetable of magic. If you have it, uh, your deck will just be that much healthier. That <laughs> that's cute. I like that. Half of my decks have green in them, uh, and really the only reason why they're in there is, uh, I guess, ramp. Yep, and because uh, my decks are all gimmicky. And aren't your decks healthy? <laughs> uh, the majority of them, maybe, yep. potentially. I mean, some might be a little too healthy. Uh, oh, and some might need a little bit more <laughs> help. <laughs> um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll posit this. For your Yenit deck, how many times do you feel like you are off mana compared to your Marisi or your Derby deck? Uh, well, Marisi's curve is pretty low, so as long as I get, like, four, I'm set. Oh, okay, all right. So you don't have that much ramp in Marisi. That's, that's I have weird. I have ramp in Marisi. Marisi has a ramp. Uh, he has the uh, correct amount of ramp, like ten okay, in the deck, right. and so it's like fine. But Yenit's curve is significantly higher, uh, and I've recently put more ramp in it. But because the curve is so much higher, it's kind of like, oh no, where, where the fuck are all my lands, bro? Oh, I see. Or where's well, all my ramp? If you were if you were playing green. Now, this is a very important thing about green. Um, so, the thing about green that breaks the mana curve is, actually, we should we just jump into the some of the mechanics of, of green by itself? Or yeah, should yeah, we yeah, do go uh, ahead. color enemies and uh, friends first? Well, if you want to segue, if you have a good segue into the, the mechanics, then I'm going to just jump right into it. All right, um... I'll I'll save the reason why green is one of the better ramp colors for later. Um, mm -hmm. We we can we can get to the uh, friends and enemies list first. All right. Well, speaking of which, uh, the ally colors for green are I believe what the fuck? I'm coming to blank, Pablo. Ally. Well, colors red, red, red and, white. <laughs> red and white. Red and white. I was like, we I was were just talking about. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I just had this. What the f Red and white, which are Naya. Yeah, you got it. You Question got it. Yeah! Naya. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I totally redlined there, but it's fine. Uh, Naya. Naya. Cool colors. I don't really uh, know anything about them, so Pablo. Uh, Naya, the shard of growth in Alara. Um, one of the better conceived shards i would say um actually to tell you the truth all the shards are pretty good grixis might have been a mm -hmm. little bit uh touch and go because of the nature of of like all the magic that's happening between uh green and uh, not green uh black and red mm. um but naya naya has always been 
very easy to visualize because it's just very explosive, violent growth. Um, it's just really big creatures and a lot of creatures at the same time. Green complements other uh, colors like the best because uh, it's ally colors anyways because um, it's such a force multiplier, uh, way more than red is for the weenie strategies that you would have in white or the tokens and weenie strategies that you would have in white or the big fuck you blue <laughs> uh, uh, green and uh, red strategies in gruel. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that makes a lot of sense, but uh, I feel like because green is so much uh, about uh, ramping and, and drawing, I feel like it, it goes well with just about any color, honestly. Right, right. The only color I sort of think that um, l not lags behind, but is an opposition color, I would say, coming into our uh, wedge, the enemy colors here, would Ooh. be uh, green and black. But before we get in there, we'll talk about the uh, wedge itself. It's um, called uh, Abzan. Green, blue, oh, not black. Abzan. Uh, green and black. Ooh, I, I made a oh, black. I made it wrong. I made it wrong. Um, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the, the wedge. The wedge of the wedge of um, green is called Sultai. So you have uh, ah, black okay. and blue there. Yep. The color of a swamp that's not as dead. So in my head, it's always like a a swamp that's very very not brackish it's kind it's a clear like water a, swamp a, a, uh, uh, i was gonna say a, a swamp uh like maybe the one that emery is hanging out in or something like that except emery is not you know uh what, what is the term sultai yeah but the water is emery's just straight up blue it's like yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah like... but the water the water it's like yeah it should be a swamp but it's like not as as icky is yeah, like it's you not know, as some dirty. greenery. It is not as dirty in the Sultai Swamp. I mean, it's still there, but you have to dig a little bit deeper. Very powerful uh, color combination. I'm but, looking at Moldrotha. Disgusting. Yep. The power from Sultai is a little bit different than the power that comes from, say, Grixis, because in Grixis, everything's. Um, Everything sort of works in consort with each other. Uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to um, CEDH terms again. The reason why Sultai is so strong is because Simic, green and blue, are already so strong together. And black just has a lot of win conditions. So, so I guess when you combine the three, it's like, oh, here's a really strong color pairing. And oh, here are lots of ways to win. Yeah, yeah Lots exactly. of strong ways to win. Hmm. Yep. You, get to, you get to your win cons that much faster. You can protect those win cons that much faster. Um, it's just uh, a lot different. So in Grixis, I would say that blue and black are the wind conditions and red's the one protecting them in um in uh Sultai, it's the other way around it's green and blue that are protecting black for the wind condition so um still very powerful still still very um uh they confirm their kills in their own way and uh, you'll you'll see mm -hmm. um that demir is the strongest in cedh um as as far as like uh, having colors that need to win, um, but yeah, that's that's Sultai in a not so swampy nutshell. 
Yeah, so kind of a, kind of almost kind of like a nice, nice cool little pond. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If it's like, I don't know why we keep going back to the pond imagery, but it's like if you see a a, a lake, um, and it's clean enough, but then you step inside and you feel like it's really slimy underneath, and you feel a lot of things wriggling around. That's what I think of Soltai. Gross. <laughs> no, it's life. Gross. Life sucks. Death good. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the, the, the three color combinations. If we're going into the two color combinations, we'll go ahead and start off with uh, green and white here, uh, which is Selesnia. Yep, uh, green and white. Um, you'll find with the ally colors. color pairings, green fits with them so well that you sometimes don't even realize that they're two different colors like at all for green and white their biggest strategy like bar none their biggest strategy is uh, token making um that makes sense i mean white makes a lot of tokens and green can multiply tokens but also green can make tokens as well so they just work well together as as tokens um I don't know, Michelle. Do you have anything else that green and white does? Because I guess at this point, it's it's me trying to find. So I play. I do play a lot of e, e, webcam EDH, uh-huh. and I find a, a dearth yes. of people to play against. The problem is when it's uh, Selesnia, yes. the color pairing. Um, nobody plays anything outside of tokens. Well. Uh, I don't play a lot of uh, magic outside of our friend group because I'm very scared. <laughs> well, well, what about in your uh, learning, in your studies across the the interwebs? Well, well, let's see here. And lore wise, I, I learned a lot of lore things. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so lore wise, I feel like they're they're, they're like the nicest color combination because they're like all about peace and benefiting the community and they're like oh yes we must come together to make the world better and i'm like this is a very nice color pairing Uh, but apart from that i mean like tokens 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 and ramp yeah i I wish there was more swing wide there's gotta be more more to this color pairing than what i'm thinking of right now because all i can think of is emery tokens Karametra tokens, Reese the Redeemed tokens. Oh, I I found it. I found it. I found it. I'm looking at the Elephant ooh, Man ooh, Arashin. Ooh. Um, they are also the color uh, pairing that cares about 1-1 one, one counters. Ah, oh, so adding uh, adding and taking away or just adding? Uh, mostly just adding. Well, white and green okay. are, are too nice to take things away. Oh, they're so nice. I feel like... Uh, in my heart, I should love Selesnya because it's like, oh, these are like no, the nice forest no, colors. Don't, don't, don't lie but, yourself, you spike. No, I feel like in my heart I should, but I, I, it's not the case. I mean, look, I'm all into the forest aesthetic, right? Cottage core, all yeah. that shit. Uh, but uh, in reality, gameplay-wise, it's kind of like uh, a swing white is great, uh, but it seems kind of just a little. I need a little more flavor, okay? Yeah, uh, when you have green and white together, they're so peaceful with each other that sometimes they don't actually... They're very passive as a color grouping. The biggest ways to win with them is just have like an, an overrun effect where you give all of your tokens like a bonus and then swing out. Mm-hmm. There are a few gimmick commanders that combo off with Selesnya. Uh, 
Amara Tandris is one of them. They're just like shamans and untap and tap shenanigans. But she's like, you know mm-hmm. how Boros has all the equipment uh, commanders and also there's Winoda? <laughs> yes. Uh, is a bit like that where you have all of these token commanders like Tristani and whatever. And then you have, say... Karametra and one of the Amaras, and like they, they have their own two gimmicks, but all like the, the vast majority of the rest of Selesnya is like tokens and a little bit of plus one plus one synergy. Well, uh, looking at uh, EDH rec here for this top Selesnya uh, deck, so tokens is at the very yeah. top because uh, tokens, but it seems like the next most popular by by not so far down is auras oh yeah they are the enchantress colors oh okay so the thing about uh, enchantments in selesnia is this mm-hmm. usually when you're already doing selesnia colors and you're trying to do auras you might as well add in blue and go full bant because once you hit bant oh. with uh, with uh, with uh, once you hit selesnia enchantments and then you realize that Bant just has all of the Enchantress creatures, plus you have blue, right? <laughs> then I guess you might as well just touch a little bit of yep. blue, you know? Just uh, let it contaminate your life just a little like, bit. Like, <laughs> everybody's saying Phyrexia is the great plague of magic as a universe. Nah, no, dude, it's it's blue magic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so yes, there are aura commanders in Selesnya. You're very correct, um, but as a strategy, mm-hmm. it just gets overshadowed by Bant as the uh, complete cl- completed version of Oromancy. Ah. Yeah, you have Sionia uh, that's like good with auras and junk, and you have uh, Krond that's good with auras, etc., etc. But like, why bother with them when you can have Estrid as your general? Hey, <laughs> Esther. And then add a little bit of, and, uh, have those, <laughs> and add a bit of blue have those, in there. Uh, enchantment supports in your ninety-nine, and have just a way better deck. That that's fair. Uh, unfortunate, but it is fair. But I mean, there are a lot of aura decks out there. Uh, so I mean, if you want to go for Selesnya Aura, by all means, go right on ahead. Here's here's what happens when you go Selesnya Aura. Um, you either go full Voltron with Sigarda or. The mm-hmm. auras that you're making, for whatever reason, will also somehow facilitate uh, tokens like Siona, the uh, yeah. the uh, captain that we were talking about earlier. Because her whole uh-huh. deal is whenever well, yeah. uh, enchantments get like put onto creatures, etc., um, she yeah. she makes a token. <laughs> so she makes a yeah, token. So like uh, <laughs> it, it just feeds into more of the Selesnya token strategies. Uh, I mean that's true. I assumed uh, that uh, what was it? Voltron was just gonna be the strategy here, but I guess I guess uh, someone like Siona could do something else. Voltron as a strategy is kind of like a catch-all because even though it lives in Boros, mm-hmm. like Boros is the main uh, Voltron strategy, anybody can be Voltron. Like any any um, any color combination, any commander. Like well, I mean. They have to have some kind of propensity for Voltron to begin with. But uh-huh. since so much of Voltron is in colorless artifacts, it can fit in with a lot more color combinations than um, most people like really care to think about. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can get your commander uh, past whatever defenses your opponents have and touch them for 21, you're, you're mm-hmm. good. Yep. 
Um, which Sigarda does do. I guess that's another one of those gimmick commanders we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if Matthew. if um if anybody is uh, wondering, Sigarda, uh, host of Herons, is a uh, angel that basically is hexproof and cannot be sacrificed. So uh, she sticks. Which is around. very useful against big suck decks. Mm-hmm. If you all you have to do is wait till you get one of your indestructible auras or uh, weapons or equipment, and then put it on her, and she just never leaves the table. Uh, unless, unless somebody. Yeah, as long as she's not exiled. Yeah, unless somebody exiles her or um, mass exile, yeah. Or minus, or or, or, or what? mass bounces. Or technically minus one, minus one counters, right? Yeah, but it's not anything that's targeted though. You have to have like massacre girls or uh, toxic deluges at, the, like, at that by that point. Yeah. Yeah, like most. Yeah. Most most board wipes, unless they're bounce or uh, exile, don't work on Sigarda. So your massacre girls and your winds of abandons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of the uh, two colors that do that the best, haha. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yep, Selesnia is big tokens and and you know auras, I guess. But uh, 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 that's if you're, it. <laughs> if you're going into auras, just 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 bite the bullet. Just take that blue just do bullet. Bant. We we know that that's where you're headed anyway. It's fine. You have you have the whole world as permission. I mean, look, you could have a good aura deck, but you could be even oh, better, okay? Why even <laughs> why even go through the trouble of trying and just <laughs> oh. head straight into oh. it? Oh. It hurts to hear, but it, it's not completely wrong. <laughs> well, well, moving on from Selesnia, yeah. we'll go ahead and do green and red, which is gruel. Uh, if I remember correctly what you said, Pablo, the most honest of color the pairings. Most honest. It just goes through. Uh, and it hates blue. Big instinct. No overthink. Just go in attack. Yeah, um, we really shouldn't spend spend too much uh, time on this one because I think that we spent like way way too much time on this on the red episode. Um, yeah, there's unlike unlike the uh, unlike the um, other topics that we were talking about. Um, Gruel is very much aggro. <laughs> there's there's different yeah. flavors of aggro. You have landfall aggro. You have direct damage aggro. You have uh, sometimes you have Voltron aggro or Dragon aggro. But the most important part of all of this is aggro. <laughs> Where you'll find rule, you'll have aggro. <laughs> when I when I think gruel, I imagine uh, big creatures very quickly uh, with surprisingly a large amount of synergy between them and i'm like oh this is actually really scary y'all it's not like boros aggro where it's kind of like quick creatures here you go and then and then die i feel like uh gruel can can very quickly build itself back up and it's very scary green is uh, i i remember i was talking about how red was like a very nice compliment to any color Mm -hmm. green just makes any color that it's attached to do whatever they're doing but like way better it does it does that same job that red does but like it just makes everything that the color uh that it's partnered with a more explosive like explosive vegetation it's like uh the most optimized color you know you just kind of stick it onto any other color and it's like all right you work better now Uh, the value it cannot be denied Uh, on top of the spikiness. Um, 
And so when you combine red and green, it's like, here you go. You have lots of big creatures. And then we'll help you get those big creatures out really quickly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, here's something that we didn't focus on so much in the uh, red episode for Gruul. Green, when it's the forefront of Gruul, is the more landfall-heavy side of Gruul. It lets mm-hmm. you play like extra lands, or it does more landfall abilities, like with Angry Omnath, uh, Locus of Rage. Basically, you know, uh, whenever you landfall, which is you know, play a land. Ba- that, that's that's all that landfall really is. Is they'll they'll give you yes. bonuses in Omnath's case, which is make more dudes. Um, and uh, that's the more green side of it. And I mean that's fine and all we can we can say that, but the 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 thing is after you make those dudes you're just gonna be swinging with them anyway or sacking them yeah, to deal I more mean, damage. Uh, make lots of dudes, swing lots of dudes. Yeah. If, <laughs> it, it, it it doesn't really matter whether you're on Rickthar's side where you're just like using the green just to ramp to pop out more hybrid dudes or on Omnath's side where you're using the ramp to make the dudes at the end of the day you're going to be using a shitload of those dudes and just throwing them at people if you're gruel oh yes just throwing them attacking straight head on all just just to the face you go the face is the place when you're in gruel i do feel like i want to make a gruel deck uh just for the simplicity of it, and I'm like, I, I, I would be interested in doing a Gruul deck. Hey, I know that uh, somebody is a Godzilla fan, so you should take a look. Ooh, you're right! <laughs> yeah. You should take a look at some of the Godzilla cards for Ikoria. The uh, the special, like, uh, so Ikoria had a tie-in with the Godzilla licenses in, in Hasbro, so they brought a lot mm-hmm. of Godzilla franchise monsters in as alternate arts for creatures, but the main they Godzilla, look really cool. Godzilla King of Monsters, OG regular Godzilla, they put as a box promo. And what he does is um, creatures, instead of their toughness being their life points, it's their power that's their life points. Ooh. So, yeah, it's like if you know the card Arcades or Doran the Siege Tower, it's the it's the reverse of that. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> so instead of making the toughness the power, Godzilla makes the power the toughness. It's pretty nice. The I see. Well, that is interesting. I will think about that. I just recently finished my Jorah deck. So probably not making a new deck anytime soon, but I do want to make a Gruul deck because it does seem very easy and fun. Sometimes you just want to you just want to hit people in the oh, face. Oh, yeah. Um, the nice thing about the uh, Gruul decks is a lot of them can be made budget. They Sweet! Especially with some of the more gimmicky Gruul commanders, they usually turn normal-ish vanilla monsters that don't have too much going on into something way crazier, like Xenagos, God of Revels, and the uh, Godzilla that we were talking about e- uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they just make uh, creatures like way more powerful than they should be. Well, something to think about if you're making a Gruul mm-hmm. deck. Uh, now... Into the enemy colors here. Uh, I'll go ahead and save green and blue for the last one because I, I figured we probably have a lot to say about that one just because they're big. Uh, and so green and black are Golgari colors. Do you like green and black, Michelle? Uh, I like the aesthetic of green and black. Uh, the only green and black deck I have is my uh, 
baby infect deck that you've made me. I haven't made another green and black deck since, but the aesthetic is nice. I imagine lots of for not forest, well forest yes, but also lots of mushroom and fungus. Yeah. And a very, a very uh, toxic, that, that a very toxic environment. <laughs> Absolutely, but that could also be uh, because uh, what was it? We we did a D and D campaign and uh, in the Ravnica universe, and I was uh, in Golgari, and I'm like, okay, well, this is cool. Yeah. I'm a little mushroom girl. When we were talking about uh, green and black pairing in black, um, we focused more on the re- reanimation side of uh, Golgari, which it does. Uh, does uh, green actually mm-hmm. does have some. Um, recursion in its uh, color pie just baked in but where in black uh, if you're doing a black based Golgari deck you're more about bringing creatures back from the dead Uh, if you're Mm -hmm. in a more green centric Golgari deck it's using your graveyard as a resource it's about you playing those lands again from your graveyard it's about um, maybe exiling stuff from graveyards to make your own board state as it is now even better. And it's uh, about making making yourself not miss that there's stuff in your graveyard uh, when you're doing a more green-centric Golgari. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. Uh, uh, the only thing, the I think the only like big name in Golgari that I really know is uh, I think her name is Vraska. Vraska? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vraska is uh Yeah, Vraska. She's pretty. We don't talk too much about planeswalkers in these uh episodes, but Vraska is no pretty cool. I do enjoy Vraska. She is also the embodiment of uh some CEDH because she's paired with Jace a lot. <laughs> so so uh, well, when so. we're talking about Pair- paired in uh, what ways, Pablo? Power couples, um, <laughs> Oh, you're talking about shipping. shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, they, even Wizards of the Coast recognize how powerful Sultai is. And, and um, since they do know that it's powerful, they made Magic's power couple be Sultai as well. I I am very curious, actually. I, I was never really into the ship, <laughs> into the whole ship thing with magic i did not realize that magic has like a whole ship universe it's it's rough because like there's not much of it going on (laughs) Uh, okay so i i was totally correct in thinking ah whatever ships and magic well i mean like the fans the fans ship like crazy because you know it's with any fan i mean come on they're they're fans of course there's always gonna be some kind of shipping with fans Uh, but like gross by the way but when you're talking about like shipping just um just within the universe itself like i i it's just so muddled sometimes because it just depends on the writer and each writer like focuses on different things every time i mean they get guidelines from wizards of the coast obviously about what their book is supposed to be about it just depends on whether they're going to be injecting a lot of enthusiasm into the pairings or not (laughs) Ah, i see and let me tell you that it's usually very inconsistent sometimes you just see oh (laughs) you you see like you spend five pages of of raska and uh uh, raska and jace's sucking face for like five million pages and it's like oh wow they're they're Uh really going at it 
and then sometimes you have like Liliana and Gideon who are just like ambiguously like are were they is there supposed to be any romantic subtext going on here? I can't I need a magnifying glass. I need a microscope for this shit, dude. <laughs> I guess some writers are just more interested in the love lives of their their planeswalkers than others, okay? <laughs> well, I hope that they eventually get more um a standardized way of looking at romances because um old old magic lore before you know the great new world order reordering of of the planeswalkers abilities uh had very very awesome love stories that were like very uh inspired i wouldn't say inspiring but like more compelling more relatable like the love story yeah. between gerard and hannah like that always that always got to me a little bit that's you know sad stuff oh man they, they What's the, I don't know anything about the I don't know anything about the love stories. Man. Yeah, exactly. Because so. um, the the uh, the good ones are like a million years old that nobody would remember mm. anymore, and the ones that they have right now are inconsistent. <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> There's surprisingly a lot of, of aristocrat, or I guess the most popular theme for for Golgari on ED8 Trek is aristocrat. Which I didn't expect. I see. Um, I, th- I think that's more of like a side effect of what's happening, cause it's not really aristocrats in the same way that most people think about aristocrats. It's not like white black aristocrats where it's very obvious mm-hmm. what's happening. Um, aristocrats for green and black. Okay, here. For white and black, if you're playing aristocrats, most of the time what you're sacrificing doesn't really matter. In Golgari, it cares more about what you are sacrificing. So that's why there's an aristocrat subtext there. Because green and black does care that you're sacrificing things. Um, But in opposition to black and white, where all they care about is that something is getting sacrificed sacrificed at all... Like just something is getting sacrificed. Green and green and black care about what's getting sacrificed. Is it a land? Is it a creature that's a certain uh, type? Is it a creature with a certain power level? Is it an artifact? Is it you know like it 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 catches what types of things you're sacrificing? Oh, I see, I see. See now, uh, for whatever re- I guess not for whatever reason, but I always associated aristocrats with black and white and with like vampires or whatever. But I didn't realize that. It also meant sacrifice, which I, I guess I should have put the dots together, but... Uh... Well, that's, that's, I guess that's something that uh, is a discussion point. I see some websites where sacrifice is one thing and aristocrats are another thing, and I see some websites where they're the same thing. When uh. When you say aristocrats, I feel like the flavor is more that somebody is being used and manipulated like flavor wise lore wise somebody is being taken advantage of oh. when you're in Urzov, right in golgari yeah. like i get the feeling that with green there they're very they're very aware of what is being sacrificed and are grateful about what's being sacrificed which is i guess one of the few things that white and green disagree with like when white sees somebody do self-sacrifice they realize ah yes it's their duty of course they would self-sacrifice like that there is no other way Mm -hmm. for green it's like they self-sacrificed to make the rest of us 
better. Like, they sacrificed for the greater good of the whole that are still living or something. And not because it was, uh, and not because it was just their duty, yeah. right? And while whites aristocrat sacrifice flavor is like they're sacrificing for like some weird moral thing like it's very concrete for green when something is very sac uh, getting sacrificed they know exactly what you're getting out of it for white it's just this nebulous idea of honor and and like morals and good etc oh i see you know now that you mention it on edh rec uh, aristocrats and sacrifice are two different categories here mm. Yep, uh, and some some websites do uh, separate that, and some websites don't. It's 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 very muddled, especially since aristocrats mm -hmm. basically means you're sacrificing anyway. Okay, well, uh, I guess is there a reason why there are two different, uh, I guess, categories apart from the theme? I guess. Oh, I know exactly what it is. In pure oh. sacrifice theme decks like Turgrid, you are also sometimes sacrificing other people's shit. Like, you're making them sacrifice. For aristocrats, oh. mostly you're sacrificing your own shit. It's, it's your yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you that, that That makes mm -hmm. sense. And then uh, they also deal with lots of uh, minus one, minus one counters. Ah, uh, they're, they're the uh, opposite of Selesnya. It makes sense. Ah, uh, yes. Infect. Uh, is what comes to mind with that, but I, I guess uh, there are other things outside of infect that can <laughs> that can deal minus one minus one counters. Yeah, wither, which is surprisingly a very red uh, mechanic. I don't know why infect is a green and blackish mechanic, while wither, which is almost the same, is a red mechanic. Oh, uh, well, I, I guess to clarify, what is wither? It's infect without the poison counters. So, uh, so, so it just deals minus one, minus one, but you don't die from getting too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it, it focuses mostly ah. on the creatures. Like, um, if you're banging creatures with each other, like you know, oh, I'm withering your dude, cool. But if you're hitting the person with a wither creature, um, then, you know, that's that's just normal damage. It it just does damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe I I kind of see it as more like what is the term? Golgari. I see Golgari as like uh, this kind of uh, decay mm, yep, beam, yep, yep. and so infect in that case, I feel makes sense with Golgari because they're like, oh, we're we're infecting you with poison or venom. We're slowly decaying you. Here, eat this poisonous mushroom and throw it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of this, uh, one thing that's nice, it's not really like a very big theme in Golgari, but one of the things that Golgari does have is their removal. Uh, also, a lot of them buffs you as a player, uh, the one who's casting it. Like, blue mm. removal, red removal, white removal, they sometimes give drawbacks to whoever you're destroying, or... or to yourself for what you're destroying so like if you're using swords to plowshares you know uh opponent's gonna get more life etc if you're in blue mm -hmm. and you're doing reality shifts you're giving a token to that person red is um if it's not direct damage it's a little bit the same like chaos warp it's gonna give the other person something else entirely like, so yeah i get the feeling that the reason why when green and black do a removal black is unconditional removal right it's just uh, if you mm -hmm. paid the mana, just you straight can't. removal. Yep. Mm -hmm. And green's removal is so fucking jump the hoopy. Like 
you have to have the creature out, and then you have to make sure that the target is still there. You have to make your, sure your creature is still alive by the time the resolution of the spell happens, etc., etc., etc. Like, green and black already know that green is really weird about removal. So when they're together, they're like, we're the colors that we're the colors that if you have removed something, you have put in a lot more work. <laughs> A lot more work than red, oh, white, see. and blue uh, than Jeskai. So you get an extra little <laughs> bonus for doing the work. You get like a zombie <laughs> for killing this guy, or you get it's an like, extra land. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a cookie. Yeah, you did it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pat in the head. That that I I, I guess that works out. Uh, if you're gonna go through the extra trouble, I guess get something out of it. Mm. Uh, these are but that's... these are gonna be cards like Binding of the Old Gods and Death Sprout. They're just like destroy target creature, uh -huh. and the and you the player gets to get a land. Oh, very fun, very fun removal. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's uh, Golgari, and then the last uh, color pairing is Simic, which is oh, 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 green and blue, the best of friends. I don't. I don't want to talk about Simic, dude. <laughs> I mean, we Bubble, were, Bubble, this is the green episode. We were having we such a we good time. We said we were going to talk about Simic. Green is like the chillest <laughs> of colors to talk about, and then you gotta bring up Simic. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, I don't want I feel like I, I really like Simic, right? Oh, wow. oh <laughs> the I feel spike like it... of Simic? Mm, wow. Look, I feel like because it's blue, I, I already really like. And then green, I feel like I, I just like because it's like, oh, this is lots of ramp. Uh, and these are some big creatures. And so it's like, here's the powerhouse of blue. And then you add in all this ramp and all these big creatures. And so you're just playing, uh, from what I see here, uh, big creatures that often do really dumb things. Yeah. Um, and even <laughs> if you're not creature-based, by the way, one of the things that really restricted blue was just the mana cost of some of its like super idiotic mm -hmm. effects. Mm-hmm. But, but with green, because there's a ramp. Suddenly, omniscience <laughs> doesn't seem so expensive. Suddenly, I'm hard casting a treasure cruise for the full eight because I don't need like <laughs> Simic. Uh, Again, uh, we always harp on this. The two greatest, uh, strongest things that you can do in Magic is ramp and draw cards. That is what Simic does. That's all that Simic does. See, That's all that Simic now, needs I, to I, do. Yes. <laughs> See, now, now uh, the commander that really drew me into the whole idea, like, Simic uh, sounds really great, is AC. And I think I've mentioned this multiple times, but AC's whole thing is literally play an extra land per turn. And for every land that you play down, draw a card. And I'm like, oh, man, playing extra lands? Drawing cards? Value. Yes! Um, and like I yes! said uh, multiple times in other jokes, everything's easy with AC. It's just... Uh, and the same thing with Simic, it's just that. So yeah, with Simic you have a lot of degenerate uh, mechanics that happen. Uh, <laughs> not mechanics, there, there's no there's no really big mechanics in Simic other than like plus, uh, counter manipulation, like 1-1 one, one counter or uh, ability mm -hmm. counters. But even then, nobody really gives a fuck about that. <laughs> Who cares about Graft? Do, do you even know what Graft <laughs> is? Um, 
it's it's more along the lines of just getting the biggest spells out of blue and green that you possibly can and having the value once it happens all the extra turn spells all the free cast spells all the um big um steel i i'm gonna grab all your shit spells like simic will just let that happen so you're telling me uh I'm gonna really love this color combination, Pablo. <laughs> Dude, it's. <laughs> you know what my best Simic deck is? Um, yeah? It's Tatiova the Benthic Druid. Um, and I play her fair because her win condition is you ramp fair. a lot. Yeah, you ramp a lot and then you black blade. <laughs> that, that's, that's Tatiova's win condition. Oh, that's, why, that's why I say I'm doing Simic properly. Uh, I love Black Blade. <laughs> <The> Black Blade. <laughs> and for people who don't know, Black Blade just basically is an equipment that gives your creature a a plus one plus one for every land that you control. And with Simic, um, it's not impossible to have thirty lands out by turn uh, six. So you know, um, <laughs> hey, get ready to get Black Blade. And one of those lands in, in, inevitably and invariably becomes uh, a uh, rogue's passage, so you know. Oh yeah, and <laughs> so you can't block yeah. it unless you fog out of existence. But you know that's. Uh, that's uh, speaking fancy. of which, that's one of the reasons why Voltron isn't like, yeah, uh, like uh, like we were talking about earlier. It's it's the strongest in Boros, but like it can fit in any. Any uh, any strategy really? That's because any all just, these equipments can just fit in almost any deck. Just stick a black blade in there. Just stick a black you know, blade in there, bro. It'll be fine. I mean, I mean, look, uh, I I have a black blade, Maurice, for no other reason except that it was just really funny. Okay, <laughs> on the off chance that I make it to one v one and everybody else is dead, it's like, hey, Maurice, maybe you'll be able to one shot this motherfucker. <laughs> It does help because you give a lot of creatures uh, unblockable with Marisi. So Yes it does. You, you end up with the ginger blade combo, which I absolutely Hey, you remember oh. You remember <laughs> Remember the one time that I stuck the black blade on the ginger brute oh, <laughs> Ginger blade. <laughs> ginger blade. Uh, damn. Oh, dude. Fucking I love Black Blade. Fucking ginger blade. Uh, anyway, uh, Simic. Simic. Play, play it if you want to win, I guess. I love winning, Pablo. I learned it from you, Pablo. Oh, God. Uh, where'd you learn? Where'd you learn this, kid? Uh, um, <laughs> Pablo, I learned from the greatest, okay? Dude, if you did, then you'd just be sticking black blades into... Ah, I guess you do, never mind. <laughs> I do, what are you talking about? Where's your black blade? Just... Where's your black blade in Yenna, huh? Where's your black blade in Yenna? I don't I mean, see a black I look, blade look, in look, there. Look. You know what? Maybe I should stick a black blade in Yenna, okay? Maybe I'll stick a black blade in Athreos now. Hell, I'll stick it in fucking Jorah, okay? I'll just, I'll just slip it in there, okay? Hey, man. Make every know? single deck a Voltron deck. Did you know that... With Black Blade and uh, 20 lands, Stormcrow is a win condition. <laughs> yeah. Nerf, nerf Stormcrow, am I right? Nerf Stormcrow. It's too strong, Pablo. It cannot be stopped. It's just like, and the, it's like you thought Ginger Blade was fun. Wait till you hit Stormblade. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All you have to do is just stick a lightning greaves on it, uh, and you're you're mostly set, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there you go, though. That's Simic. Honestly, I really don't. Um, it's it's a good color pairing. It gives you a shitload of value. Uh, most people abuse that value, but if you want a very smooth gameplay, Simic is the way to go. It's just so smooth. It's almost it's almost right up there with mono green uh, in the smoothness factor of how to play magic. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of synergy between the two because they do share a lot of like uh, um, similar traits with each other. But yes, apparently pretty much just uh, big big spells all day every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's creatures or whether that's like other spells or whether it's combo, which well let's 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 be frank. Um, <laughs> usually it's combo. Um, Simic will see it happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they also deal with uh, lots of counters, lots of land shit, yeah. uh, lots of lots of big creatures. Uh, I think the big tribe for Simic are, are Merfolk. Mm-hmm. That's the, the meme that I see getting tossed around yeah. pretty often. I don't think there's any other um, combination that really loves Simic as much as Merfolk. You're right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to think of it. Not not really. Nothing's coming to mind. Tree folk, sort of. Mm. But not even really. Ooh. Well, on EDH rec, it's uh, big, big merfolk tribes, and then like very tiny subsect of elves. Simic oh, <laughs> elves. Uh, I mean, I get. <laughs> if you want to be a hipster about it, <laughs> bring, out, bring out your trust decks, sure. Um, but no, get out of here. It's 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 merfolk that uh, win merfolk. the day. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know they, what? There is one. Not not that it's too uh, too uh, too common of one. Sea monsters. Sea monster tribal does live in. Ah, Sanica. I like that there is a tribal specifically for sea monsters. Yeah. Not that it's like any one specific one, but it's basically anything that you know, Leviathans, Krakens, Octopi. Mm, big sea creatures. If, if you want sushi bar, uh, you know, go Simic. Delicious. Delicious! All sounds like things I love, okay? There is, of course, uh, like, Sea Monster Tribal does live in blue, too, but Simic just does it better because you can actually pay for, <laughs> you can actually pay for all these sea <laughs> monsters. In, in mono blue, usually you won't be able to. <laughs> it, or, or at least it'll take a long time before you bring yeah, them out. And it hurts way more when somebody removes it, so, you know, like, better, better uh-huh. do it in Simic where you can get it out early and without much pain. Long story short, Simic strong, Simic big. Yep. In uh, in Simic. every manner, in every part of the pie chart, it's big. Yep. Seems kind of overpowered, don't you think? Oh no. Well, don't I think? Don't I know? <laughs> j- j- just a little, just a little overpowered, Pablo. Just a tiny bit. Just you know, <laughs> hey, let's look at all these band lists and see how many Simic legendaries. Are. Oh, <laughs> all of them, huh? Wow. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess before we go on too far of a tangent with Simic here, uh, let's let's talk about some of the things that green can do. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm down. Big green things. And so the keywords for green, the big keywords are our death touch. We'll start with, which is uh, as you know, shared with black. Uh, very fun. I like death touch. It makes people uh, think twice before blocking my creatures. Yep. Uh. I'm sure that you're going to be uh, mentioning it in a second, but uh, all a lot of a lot of Death Touch creatures in green are paired with Flash. So um, yes, this is one of those other like cockeyed jump through a hoop uh, removal spells that 
that Green has is I flash out this one one death touch snake to block. It's 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 like a doom blade, right, guys? It's like a doom blade, and nobody's. It's yeah. <laughs> nobody. No, <laughs> and you didn't nobody expect it. <laughs> it's it, it's not. Yeah. So. So yeah, flashes is one of the keywords that are in green and shared with blue and black. Uh, but you also have hexproof, uh, which is shared with blue. Uh, vigilance, which is shared with white. Trample, which is uh, shared with red. Uh, haste, which is with red and black. And then uh, green has its own thing called reach. Yep. Um, which is uh, green. <laughs> if, if you have to ask me which of these two are like greens is like how haste was was red and um, was, mm -hmm. how uh, uh, I, I want to say uh, vigilance and first strike are, are m mainly white or like white yeah like like mm -hmm. uh, trample and reach very <laughs> reach reach especially reach 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 is all just greens uh, reach is green trample though <clears throat> trample though um, a little bit of red in there, but that is that is green. That is how green wins games. That is Overrun. That is Craterhoof Behemoth. That is Stampede. Mm -hmm. That is Evasion at a cost. It's big mother nature. Big swing. Big swing. Big swing. Yes. And so those those are all really fun mechanics. Honestly, I, I quite like. Uh, I mean, I don't do a lot of trample big creature things, but when I do, it's kind of like, oh yes. <laughs> How are you going to block this big-ass 2020, okay? No, no, you want them to block that big-ass 2020. Out of all the co colors, um, green also has the most forced blocks because um, mm -hmm. because it wants to get rid of things that can block, uh, so they'd rather do it now than later, and they have to use their own creatures to do it. But hey, um, if you're blocking a 12-12 dinosaur... Usually, whatever you put in front of it, it's not gonna survive, and you're gonna die yeah. next turn to that same twelve twelve dinosaur. Th this is true. This is true. Now, if we go into the mechanics of green, the, the first thing that comes to mind is <laughs> that green is uh, known for its anti-flying mechanics. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let me tell you something. Big flying hate. Let me tell yes. you something, Michelle. So I was in yes. a I was in a pod yesterday, and it was the most beautiful green win I've had in a long time. Uh huh. It was, it was just my Colvori deck. There's nothing special about it. It's it's green ramp big creature, but it did have the spell Hurricane in the deck. Now uh, uh... for older uh, players, they know what Hurricane does. It's um. X and a green, and you deal damage to each creature with flying and each player with X. So Gross. usually people don't really think about, think about Hurricane as anything other than like a um, four mana or three mana board wipe for like fairies and bats and like whatever tiny little things are in the air. Um, mm -hmm. The greatest thing about Hurricane is if you pump enough mana into it you kill everybody at the same time how, how much mana did you have to pump into this to kill everybody with it 18 <laughs> so x equals 18 no flyers around there's, there's who cares at that point and i'm here saying at like what? 23 life because i'm green i also have life gain uh but the other two players were like red and black and like whatever and uh, some, some so blue. no life gain is what you're exactly. telling me Pablo. Um, and i'm just 
I I hurricane for 18. <laughs> you guys all die. <laughs> <laughs> just get a hurricane. Just die in a storm. I blow, I blow you away, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, that's a tangent. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine because, you know, anti-flying is very much green specific. Yeah. Uh, considering green has the least amount of flying creatures, right? Yep. They they gotta do something about those flying creatures, all right? Yep. Um, they got some insects. They have like some bees and uh, beetles and junk, but you know th- those the bees and the birds. They, they don't. They don't. You don't have they enough don't have of birds. them. You don't have yeah. enough of them. Yeah, uh, as someone who uh, stands the flying mechanic, I hate it. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, it's okay, Michelle. I'll I'll play the hurricane even when you don't have flyers. Wow, what a hoe. And you know what I would do to that, Pablo, if it killed me? What'd you do? I would counter it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I would counter it with the many counters! Right, um, we, can, we can skip to this. You know one of the one things that uh, Green has is a mechanic? Oh, yeah? Hexproof and spell protection. Because uh, fuck you, blue, uh, autumn's veil, veil of summer, any of the hexproof uh, mechanics for personal uh, things. Uh, thrun- but how can you hexproof a hurricane, Pablo? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Teach no, uh, me! Veil of summer, veil of summer. You, all my Wait, spe- what does veil of summer do? Huh? Oh. It, uh, so Veil of Summer is a one mana green spell uh, that draws you a card if a blue spell has been played in your turn. But the important part That's is right. it gives all of your permanents, you and your spells, hexproof from blue uh, and uh, black. But what if I countered Veil of Summer? I I guess I'll play Autumn's Veil. Which is the same thing. Uh, what the fuck? Isn't this a man card or something, Pablo? Yes, it is. <laughs> in, in, fuck you! In, in other formats, <laughs> yes. Uh, Veil of Summer uh, is, is, is a banned card or a restricted card. Uh, uh, fun times. Fun How times. dare you? How dare you use a man card? <laughs> you, you cheater! <laughs> How dare you approach me with a veil? <laughs> You bitch! Wow, it's specifically by blue or black spells, too. What a hoe. You're a hoe! The color hate is insane, alright? The color hate is immense. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. Blue uh, Green does have a big hexproof and shroud to everything. Yep. Uh, funnily enough, something that uh, it shares with blue, but blue's hexproof usually only uh, extends to its permanence. Uh, green mm-hmm. is the one that basically says everything is hexproof, so so don't even try. Super hexproof and super shroud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> double shrouded. Nice. Oh, double! Oh no! How do I get past double? Uh, the best part about it is it's one mana. Oh, that's that's just the best. It's just one mana. Ugh. This seems like cheating, Pablo. You're a cheater, Pablo. Oh my god. You cheat. Go go go! Uh, cry in your salty salty ocean, Michelle. Ugh, I hate the ocean. <laughs> go cry in your ocean. On a tangent. 
on a tangent, I'm actually really terrified of the ocean. Are you really? <laughs> I am very afraid of the wow. ocean. I'm afraid of the deep water. Uh, and so it's like, dude, if I'm on a ship in the middle of the ocean, just kill me oh, now. God. Okay. Oh, I'm God. extremely afraid. Uh, assuming the ship goes down, I'm like, fucking kill me. I don't want to be here. Okay. It's, it's okay. I'm you're extremely a blue, you're a blue afraid. You're a blue player. You can just fly away and get stuck in a hurricane. Oh, fuck. Uh, on, on another tangent, I oceans suck, beaches suck, sand sucks, all this shit sucks. Oh god, some somebody with these hot takes. Uh, the beach sucks, but only because it's it's always so hot, and because there's so much sand, and sand sucks. Okay, I hate sand. Okay, Anakin. All right, Anakin. Third <laughs> thing, Darth Vader. But it's okay because I'm blue, so I'll just fly. Now, uh, <laughs> moving along, green also has uh, a lot of artifact and enchantment destruction. Uh, green cares a lot about nature and all that shit, so it's kind of like, oh, look at these unnatural things. Fuck that shit. Yep. As with any of the other removal uh, options, there's there's really not much to talk about. Um, it, it can wipe those out, and it can uh, remove them. Uh, there's some interesting ones like Bane of Progress, which is uh, a creature that wipes the board of enchant enchantments and artifacts and grows with how many that you destroyed. Ooh. But it's fun. The same with like Calming Verse or Tranquility, etc. It's just I, I destroy all of them. Well, I mean, self-explanatory. Yep. They've got a lot of enchantment and artifact removal, yep. very similar to White. And then we were talking earlier as well. They also have a lot of card draw, which is a uh, from what I know, a little bit more of a recent thing, right? Yep. Um, it's still very much uh, tied to having creatures, because that's whole uh, Green's thing. But since it's such a very simple thing for Green to have, it, it, Green's card draw is actually conditional. Like, it is very much conditional mm -hmm. card draw. But with how easy that condition is met for green, it it's it's it might as well be in yeah, it might as well be. Um, a lot of them yes. are like, how much damage did this creature deal this turn? How much uh, power does this creature have? How many creatures do you have? Did a creature come into play this turn? Like mm -hmm. stuff that green is already doing for free, uh, it'll get a card for free. Yeah. Uh, How many elves so do you it kinda have? Cares, yeah, so it cares about what's on the board state uh, for the draw to happen. But it's, it's, it's whatever. It's like, I'm already doing all these things. I might as well draw while I'm at exactly. it. Exactly. Like, there's no there's no drawback for running these cards. Not like uh, Red's card draw where the, the, the very literal drawback is like it just disappears. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> if, if, if you're lucky enough to be in a color that does have card draw. Haha. <laughs> Oh, please. Uh, we'll not show on no, white. We'll not show on white this episode. Green oh. is the chillest. It's the Gr calmest. Green is nice, okay? Yeah. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh. Very chill. We'll, okay. we'll celebrate the bl the blessings that green has of being the color with card draw <laughs> rather than disparaging certain <laughs> other colors that just <laughs> cannot <laughs> cannot catch a break, bro. Stop it, Pablo. Stop it, Pablo. You're, you're getting too close to that okay, line, okay? okay? okay. No, we're, not to, we're not supposed to shit on good. Creature tokens. They make lots of tokens. Yes, cool. Yes. Um, Sapperlings. Beasts. Uh, not elephants. Elephants are white. Uh, to clarify more with what um, I was speaking about 
in the white tokens versus green tokens uh, discussion. Mm -hmm. White can make tokens out of nowhere. Green needs something to be around to make those tokens. Oh, like, give me an example, Pablo. Um, Skewt Swarm uh, and Skewt Mo Mob. Oh, Skewt Swarm is, I guess, not really it. But the, the Skewts in Zendikar, they need landfalls to happen. Uh, same thing with Omnath, Locus of Rage. A land needs to come in. Very tied to a permanent before that token can come okay. out. Um, there's uh, a lot of green destroy, turn the thing that you destroyed into saprolings for its CMC. Um Elf ambush or elvish ambush, elven ambush. Um, basically, count the number of elves you have. Put that many elves into play. Um, mm. Elvish promenade is also the same thing. Uh, basically, green cares that you have something for its more stupid <laughs> ah, I see. token token production. Um, not to say that it doesn't. Or... Well, hmm? Oh, I was going to say, whereas white, you can just typically pay mana, here's a token, yeah. or, or very simple, like, oh, here, here it is, you have a creature out here that just makes tokens for no reason. Green does have something like that, but uh, such as in the case of elves, like, elves have, elves have token generation, but usually it's on a token generator that cares about the tokens that you're making as well, like... Um, with with whites uh, token generation um, spirits. I'm looking at spirits and I'm looking at soldiers. Um, they just mm -hmm. they just make it. They just just absolutely just fucking make it. Um, just multiply, kid. Since we're talking about the subject of tokens, red also has tokens, uh, but they're mostly tied to goblins and not much else like they do make the elemental tokens as well but they're very you know ephemeral mm -hmm. they're temporary they don't stick around black can make tokens but usually those tokens are a side effect of a spell so they're not the same as like the way that white just generates tokens like we were talking about and uh blue makes tokens that are usually a copy of something that's already there so their tokens are kind of like but are they really tokens, though? Green is there with these conditional token-making schemes, but you don't feel it as much as you do on these other colors because for green, it's very mm -hmm. easy to make those tokens. It's like second nature to be making those tokens. White, like we were saying, is like almost no strings attached. It's the same with green, the feeling, because you feel like you don't have any strings attached, even though there are some just like the card draw. There's there's strings attached to green yeah, uh, token it, production, but you never feel mm -hmm. it. It just uh, it just feels so natural that you it, yeah. it just happens anyway. Sorry about that. I mm -hmm. rambled a little bit on well, that. Green. One. Ah, it is what it is. Pablo has all the knowledge. Now, this next one I think is really fun, uh, which is fight. Oh, fight. Yes. Oh, yes. Pit two creatures against each other. Fight. And usually you're the one picking picking uh, you know, the creatures exactly. if you're fighting. Uh, with with your creature typically being the, the stronger one and picking one that that it can Very definitely kill. Very advantageous. Um, this is a mutation of the uh, lure mechanic uh, that isn't isn't as popular in green as it used to be. It's forcing blocks. And it's it's forcing blocks even if you're not uh, in combat at the moment. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, usually, because uh, people 
well, can't really do anything against it, right? Or typically can't do anything against it. So it's like, hey, my big ass creature fights your puny little shit and it dies, and they're like, oh, yeah, and uh, what can I do? The the <laughs> the times that that's the most satisfying is usually with blue utility creatures. It's just ah, I see that your uh, <laughs> wizard there is giving you insane combo potential, but how big is it really? How well can it go up against my giant dinosaur? How how good are wizards versus dinosaurs? <laughs> have they made that movie yet? Let's have a preview. <laughs> Rabbit bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, fight is funny. I like fight a lot. And it then, very uh, much like loses a lot of its uh, effectiveness if your meta doesn't have uh, a lot of creature-based decks. But you know, it's it's still still it'll have its uses. I mean, worst case scenario, you just have a really big creature. I feel like a lot of fight creatures are, are just in general big yeah. anyway. Um, hopefully you're not getting uh, staxed out or pillow forted out of combat because uh, what what use is that big creature then? But if you don't have to use a fight spell, that that's actually kind of nice because that in that situation that means um you can get that damage through probably. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something that is kind of like a little minor theme in green is land destruction. Uh, I believe red is the strongest color in land destruction, but green also has a little, little, little bit of it. Oh, sorry. Maybe. Yeah, um, land destruction in green is more about destroying permanence rather than lands itself. Um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's just that lands are also a type of permanent and green very much cares about all types of permanence um that it's one of these uh side effects that it can manipulate that kind of uh typing but it's never been like one of green's like strongest suits to destroy uh, lands Uh, it's it's just it's just a it's just a happy accident yeah Uh, i mean like the other thing about it really is it is is green uh, as a as a theme or as a lore uh, kind of represents uh, nature, and nature, you know, has a lot of tendencies where you can just kind of wear things mm-hmm. down and weather it down. So it's kind of like, there you go, here's some land. Goodbye, it gets weathered away. Um, you have older cards like Kudzu and stuff that do this, and you have newer cards like Terastodon, Beast Within, yada yada, that like, you know, destroy lands. Um, well, Beast Within specifically is like permanence, but you can technically target exactly. a land. Like, uh, it's it's. It's not something that I think Wizards of the Coast will ever even really lean into in the future, but it's something that Green will all obviously always just ancillary have because that's just the nature of destroying permanence. Mm-hmm. And then also another thing here is, uh, you know, not surprisingly, Green has a life gain. Green being, you know, the color of life. Life! Uh, green life gain once more tied to having permanence, certain permanence, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. It's not as a uh, free, free wheeling as white, but it's still there. It's still way more than um, non-combo black has. <laughs> I gotta put that. I gotta put that uh, disclaimer. <laughs> non-combo Cause, black. Because black. Oddly specific, Pablo. Huh? <laughs> Oddly specific. Uh, well, black does have the greatest potential for life gain out of all the colors but the setup is like way way more way more complicated involved uh green when green and white do life gain it's kind of like 
you know, breathing for them. Like, hey, you know, life life happens. Uh, when Black has life gain happen, it's very calculating about it. It's like, yes, I need this to do something later. <laughs> my, <laughs> my plans. My big suck plans. Oh. Oh, I see. Well... Uh, yeah, so life gain is is, is very much so uh, part of green. Not as much as white, but green is the second best color at it. And so, good old life. Yep, explosive and then, uh, yes, I do have that one, I think, in the infect deck, right? Is that the one? That's the one where opponents gain life. Oh no no no! You're thinking of invigorating strength. I'm just I'm just. Oh <laughs> I'm yes. I'm just saying green buzzwords now. A wild oh, uh, tanglement. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds what? like a green card, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. And then this one is one I haven't heard of before. Uh, a mechanic called leering. To leer. Oh, L- Let me leer you oh, in. Luring. Yeah, L-U-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we were, we were, we were talking about that. How that's like uh, goes hand in hand with fight effects. It's just yeah. Gotta yeah. force those blocks, it's man. It's blocking. Force in the blocks, which which we already talked about a little bit here, but they're in two different categories. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with Lear being the most iconic card. Yeah. Lure for Because lure, it's huh? Lear. Um, the most iconic. <laughs> lure, Lear. The most iconic old school combo for this was Basilisk and Lure. And um, basically Basilisk was a death touch creature. And that's that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Aha, I lure my Basilisk. And, uh, I force the block and you die. Ah, well, that that makes sense because it's death yep. touch. Good old green removal. And then <laughs> jump through those hoops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let me just, uh, you know, place down here, creature, and then let me force this creature to attack. Removal, yay! I mean, I spent seven cards on it, but it, I, I still got rid of your uh, curd ape. <laughs> hey, still single single target removal. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever making your builds, uh, if you're ever building your EDH decks and you're like looking at your staple numbers, don't, don't, don't put lore as a removal spell. It just isn't okay. Just, just don't. Uh, I mean, I would put it in for funny factor. Yeah, funny factor for sure. But it is not. It is not interaction. It is not a uh, removal spell. It's just, it's something. Okay, it's something. Yep. And then we're moving on here. Green is uh, one of the fastest colors, so they make lots and lots and lots of mana, as we've discussed earlier. Big ramp uh, color. Um, Permanent ramp, though. It's not so much like a ritual, Mm -hmm. like uh, how the other colors are a lot of the time. Um, It's If it makes the land, it sticks. Yeah, and and, uh, there's, there's lots of different ways that green makes... Um, just more mana in general, whether it be land or, or something that's not as permanent, right? So green is the the only color um, with enchant uh, with auras that enchant lands. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Uh, something that's a point of contention with a lot of people who are saying, if you're gonna give white uh, ramp, this is the way to do it. Uh, a lot of people out there are very adamant in their opinion that this is how you fix white ramp you give them aura ramp um we'll see if that comes through (laughs) um spoiler just give it to green instead silly um, (laughs) they also have mana dorks which is uh something that green has the most of like other colors have them yeah green definitely has the most 
Yeah, I mean, like, elves and uh, druids, all those uh, creatures that just, just give more mana. Or creatures that double your mana. Oh, God. Or triple your mana. Oh, no. <laughs> or triple your mana. Triple your mana. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> disgusting that's look it's very scary okay just one of those boys out there all of a sudden you have triple the amount of mana you had and i'm like oh fuck dude yeah, now we're talking <laughs> about nyx blumation here you don't even need to know about any of the other other texts of nyx blumation it just it just triples your mana that's all <laughs> that's all you need to know that that's it yeah uh he's on the field all of a sudden all of your mana can now play for three yeah, now you can you can you can pump out that uh x equals 30 hurricane like nothing mm-hmm yeah, <laughs> man, fuck, fuck that guard, Pablo. <laughs> it hurts me too. How how is it? Oh, I mean, yes, it hurts you, but chances are you you have ways to gain life. Okay. Yeah, I am playing green. Uh huh. And then uh, I think the most famous way that uh, people know green for for getting mana is is with tutors. Yeah. Right. Uh, just and so things like uh, rampant growth, cultivate. All right, and such plans. And now we get to the point where I'm saying why green is a better ramp color than um, everybody else. The thing about green is, in most other colors, when you ramp, you are losing a card for that ramp. Uh, you turn that card mm -hmm. into land. Green has the highest amount of get more than one or put one on the field and one into your hand so you have your cultivates mm -hmm. your um uh kodama's reaches you have your nissa's pilgrimages the power the sheer power of having that card be replaced by another land is why nobody else ramps the way that green does you ensure yeah. that you're ramping on the turn that you cast it, and on your next turn, you are not losing a drop. If you're running Mana Rocks, you'll always have that risk, especially since you're you're using and losing a, a card slot that uh, is only going to be one for one. In Green's case, it's one for two. Uh, you are mm -hmm. just getting so much more value whenever you use a Green Ramp spell than you would a um, Mana Rock that uh, comparing green's ramp to anything else, like green already has like so many more things going for it. It has like the cheapest mana dorks. It has the uh, mana doubling enchantments, etc. Just the fact that you can cultivate puts you so far ahead. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean, it's not just that either, right? Um, green also has has ways of of getting well because green has those ways of getting land. That that's just the safest way to to ramp too. Yeah. Because uh, unless you're being a dick and playing land destruction, yeah. I mean, who who's going to destroy your land, bro? Uh, I play Mardu <laughs> land destruction because I hate being invited oh, back. Oh, oh no! But apart from that, it's like uh, you know most other colors have to ramp with um, artifacts. Or with tokens or whatever, yeah, right? Rituals. But with with green, yeah. But with green, if you're just if you're just tutoring lands, uh, not only are you uh, half the time color correcting or mana fixing, uh, you're also uh, playing playing literal lands, lands that typically don't get touched by other people. And you are another thing. 
you are playing lands, extra lands, on the one color who is the king of landfall. So oh, you yeah. are just feeding more of your mechanics at that point. Uh, that's why Extremely green ramp, big untouchable. Synergy. Yeah, now green, green is, uh, which is what I said at the very beginning, uh, very known for ramp. The only thing I really knew about green at the beginning of this episode, really. Yeah. And do you really need anything else? <laughs> I mean, I guess card draw. I mean, honestly, well, I mean, but we already mentioned earlier, green has a good amount of card draw, too, yeah, okay? Yeah. Ramp and Gardra, very strong, and green has it all. The uh, the the uh, probably the only reason why blue is still kind of like um, maybe ahead of it a little bit, or etc., is because sometimes blue can just steal the ramp spell or counter it uh, entirely. Oh. So it's just like, no, <laughs> you're true. not getting ahead of me, dude. Get out of here with that. <laughs> why don't Unconditional we just removal? Okay. Why don't we just Why don't we just work together? Said blue to green, and you know, enough said. And now they just make fucking merfolk love babies. Yeah, all over the place. Sometimes they have a mutant elf. <laughs> but, oh, yes. <laughs> and, but even then, those guys aren't so bad. Izuri, uh, any of the emissaries of trust, it's just, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Ah, yes. Well, yeah, green is very much known for mana and ramps. Uh, but they also have regenerate, which, you know, is always a very useful thing. Yeah, I mean, it's an old thing, though. Nobody really... With the advent of how big Exile is nowadays, it's just it's just not as big of a deal anymore. Kind of. uh, uh, eh, I suppose. Regenerate is, yeah. It's nice. It's, it is nice. I'm not going to say that Regenerate isn't, isn't a bad thing, but Wizards of the Coast um, do recognize that, like, lure, it's just, it's just an old mechanic that they've found better ways to do. They'll do it sometimes. They'll put it in sometimes just because it's not a bad mechanic by any means, but mm -hmm. there's just better ways to do it. I see. See, now, I don't I don't play with uh, any other playgroup instead of our playgroup, so I feel like my, my uh, experience with magic is very much so in a bubble. <laughs> hey, Michelle, like, maybe one of these days, uh, speaking of which... <laughs> Close enough because at this time, hopefully, people are getting uh, COVID vaccines. So you know, congratulations, the humanity. <laughs> um, we can if uh, we can do some more webcam games if you feel like uh, dipping your toe in other things. But we'll we'll. we'll... Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. You know what, Pablo? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll do it if you're there with me. Okay? Oh, you know what? Here, since <laughs> quarantine times are coming to an end, we will absolutely do uh, game stores again. Ooh, okay. You know, I did play one game ever with uh, <laughs> at a game store, and that was with you, you and uh, our good old friend Travis. I, I think, yeah. yeah. It was. And, um, man, that was a weird day, though. We. It, it it's better that you come in as a pair though usually because if it's three people that are you know in a play group um the 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 fourth person always feels a little bit um <laughs> a little they're like the fourth wheel fourth it's weird <laughs> like uh, it's a weird thing you're you're um you're uh, intruding in our thruple in our uh, polycule here <laughs> delicious um 
So yeah, but that's I, I think that's uh, one thing we can do in the future. We can just uh, do a game game store nights, which is always nice. I, I would be I would be down. I'm just very afraid of judgment because <laughs> because I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very insecure person, Pablo. We can always do we can always do the uh, two headed giant thing. I mean, there's always places we can Ooh. do that too. I, I would be down. You know what? I, uh, I, I feel like I should expand my my worldview on magic. Uh, I I would I, I'll I'll do it if if it's with you or I guess any other friend really. Yeah. Um, we can we can go to that game store that Donovan always uh, talks about. So you know, uh, but that's that's for later. Um, what else do we have for green? Uh, well, something that I I am familiar with <laughs> in green here is is the idea that the of temporary growth where they just gain plus X plus X until the end of turn. Oh yeah, we talked about this a little bit in the red episode. <laughs> um, they they just have the the most basic buffs. Just uh, sometimes they again they sometimes uh, put tra uh, trample in there for for kicks, <laughs> but. I mean, the idea is that you're getting bigger to to hit someone really hard in the face or destroy a creature that they weren't really someone wasn't expecting. Yep. Um, I I don't know. I mean, like, there's hmm. This or if you're like me, last minute one shot someone with a couple of invigorates. Okay. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, man, the gun, baby. Please. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, one of the best things that this is used for, which people like, don't always consciously say out loud, is the pumps actually are good to save against removal a lot of the time. Uh, especially black's removal yeah. and red's removal. Just, oh no, my creature, it's dying. Well, I'll just make it bigger. And that way it's not dying. Yep. Assuming it's a removal that... that um targets like the toughness yeah yeah yeah. Uh, which um, of course is you know it, it's so b green is also the uh color of um uh, it shares this with white uh temporary invincibility um oh. like um heroic intervention a couple of other like one shot instants that uh green has i actually put those in my uh, lady jurong deck uh, which is a a green voltron because <laughs> Voltron can uh, happen yes. anywhere, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it it green does since it cares so much about creatures, it, it is the color with like the most regenerate, the most um, the most uh, blanket hex proof. Well, I guess not mm -hmm. the most, but it, it's it's up there with blue. It just all together. If you add all these things together, the pumping, the hex proof, the invincibility, the fog effects. Uh, it's and the regenerates. It's the color that will keep your shit together. Mhm. Mm lots of buffs. Lots of lots of buffs. Very strong. Yeah. You, you know. Uh, speaking of of all those buffs, I've heard of trample, but what the heck is super trample? Super trample is. There's two thoughts on it now. Super trample used to be where uh, the creature doesn't even care what's blocking it it will just deal the combat damage in full uh. to the defending player <laughs> oh shit <laughs> you know i actually think i have a creature like that in marisi where it's like oh all combat damage just goes through regardless yeah. i don't remember what the creature was but it was green and uh the new super trample is with cards like ram through if your creature has uh trample um if you if you use it to fight something 
it gives it's basically giving spells trample like red has super trample and, and um ram through is super trample too it's just ah it the, the damage just keeps going dude i'm i'm not going to stop oh i see oh i think oh okay okay so i think the creature that i have in marisi is like siege behemoth or something oh is that the one where every creature just I, deals I, its combat damage to face yeah yeah so every creature has super trample nice nice yeah, like which is a very useful. Um, Green's evasion, man. Green's evasion is uh, I am still in combat, but also I'm not. <laughs> All of those reach <laughs> effects do help out with super trample. Like they they took a page off of reach's uh reach's uh playbook. There is like, well, if I just stretch really far, I can still do it. <laughs> mm. That that is true. But that's that's fun. I didn't know that Super Trample was uh, just damage regardless of whether they're being blocked or not. Uh, something else that, that green has is uh, its uncounterability. Fuck blue. <laughs> so things that can't be countered. Fuck blue, except for Ashiok's uh, erasure. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, Pablo! Um, what if you just no. get Ashiok'd? Then, sir, unsubstantiate, <laughs> whirlwind of denial. No! Um, As of this episode, still my favorite counter spell. Ashiok's erasure! Get erased! <laughs> that's, a, that's such a good tagline. Get erased! <laughs> <laughs> but you know, very, very much self-explanatory. Uh, th this camp countered. Yeah, uh, you know, considering green and blue are enemies, it's like here you go, precautionary measures against yeah, blue. It, Lol. <laughs> you don't see it so much because they are just so like <laughs> sucking on each other's faces nowadays. But yeah, th at one point in time, they used to be enemies. <laughs> uh, uh, and I guess going along with that too, green also has a lot of untap effects, uh, which uh, you, you know goes very well with blue with all of its tap effects really that's something i didn't realize i didn't know that uh, green had untap effects yeah so i mean usually it's with like untapping lands and oh, shit oh, so like okay, argothian okay. elder and lady okay. druid but like i mean if you if you take the simic colors a lot of merfolks also do a bunch of dumb tap untap i shit. see i see no that that makes perfect sense to me now if it, it it's tied with ramp Okay, I see the untap effects. Because I was like, no way. Is that just another thing that these two stupid... Just, like, just have together with each other? Just fucking, how strong are these motherfuckers? I mean, they technically do have it together because green does have untap effects. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. land. It's, it's conditional. But, like, you know, it's like... <laughs> it's there. It's, it's minor, but it's there. Oh, you know what? <laughs> You're right. Green does have the absolute best untap ability, though. That that yeah. blue just like is still mad that it doesn't. Um, I don't know if this yeah. is a color bend or a color break, or if they always meant to have green have this much power. Is Seedborn Muse? Oh, true. Uh, that is the that is the one untapper that um, blue wishes it had. It's like oh yeah no seedborn muse is ridiculous yeah. it, it is uh she untaps uh, not not all permanents right or is it all, all permanents all permanents ooh i have her in derby but like ooh if it's dude seedborn muse and leyline of anticipation 
every turn is your turn. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, I just dude. Line. Oh. <laughs> Imagine. There you go, Pablo. Green and blue. Yeah. Undap. <laughs> every every turn. Hey, can I can I play with you? Uh, that's I guess one of the. So uh, if in, if we're looking at my magic psychographs, um, I I'm more of a Vorthos than a Johnny. But like I also like I was talking about uh, in earlier episodes, a very much a Timmy, and I just love playing with people. So imagine how nice it feels for me when I have Leyline of Anticipation and Seedborn Muse, and I'm just like, hey man, I'm playing with you too <laughs> right now. Wow, what the fuck, Pablo? <laughs> we're playing together. This seems like some bullshit to me. <laughs> Timmy player, my ass. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> do you do you have Seedborn Muse and this Leyline of Anticipation combo in any of your no, decks? No, 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 no. I, I, I usually, if you have that, um, you better be prepared for a lot of hate. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm, now that you bring it up, I'm thinking of putting it in Derby. Derby already brings a lot of hate regardless of what she does, okay? Oh, yeah, do, do what you need to, man. It's just, you know. Maybe I just do it, okay? Why don't you just make a, a Simic deck and not be your Derby deck? Because, like, you don't need... I mean, I, How much more hate do you need, Michelle? <laughs> I mean, look, 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 look. The idea is that no one wants to play Derby with me anyway besides you, Pablo. And because you have actual CDH decks, it's like, maybe maybe I boof up Derby a little bit so it can match up to your decks. And when we play 1v1s, it'll be like, hey, I don't win by sheer luck sometimes. Hey, now, Derby <laughs> does not win by sheer luck. It it wins by doing what it's supposed to be, which is stacks people out. Uh, <laughs> it's just the draw. It's just the draw. If... Whenever, okay, uh, to our audience, whenever you're playing 1v1 EDH that isn't, uh, 1v1 CEDH that isn't French rules, which is an entire different monster all its own, it usually comes down to, uh, did you get turn one? <laughs> and, and that's it. In CEDH, guys, did you get turn one? All right, cool. It's basically just flipping the coin. You win. We don't, we don't need to actually play any of these games, Michelle. We just have to flip the coin once and it's like, uh, is, did you call it? I, I mean, look, All right, you win. You're the only one who will willingly play Derby with me, okay? So. <laughs> All right, no no worries. And I, I will play continue. Derby. Hey, if we start doing... um. If we start doing uh, game store crawls, uh, we will find people who are, will, be, will be more than happy to play against your Derby deck. I, I, I'm sure, but look, Derby is half CEDH, okay? I'm pretty sure those people out there with actual CEDH decks will just pummel me, and then they'll make fun of me later on when we leave. I, I, I mean, I... Yeah, we'll, we'll find a nice store, then we'll find a nice store. I can't even say that you're not wrong, because that does happen. It's true, Bob, I know it, okay? Which is why I'm very afraid to play yeah, with other um, people. Because what if they make fun of me in public? <laughs> We're behind my back. All right, no, no. We'll, 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 we'll keep... I, I'm just fucking... I'm just fucking... I'll play, I'll play. We'll, we'll keep, we'll keep Derby under under observ observation for now. <laughs> Oh, uh, but we we should we should keep going. Uh, we're we're running a little long. Okay. What, what what else has Green got? Green's got Venom and Death Touch. I've heard of Death Touch. Venom is I assume is old because I've not heard of this. So Venom is yeah. when it's in combat. Death Touch is like any damage it does. So oh, that's, that's so it's like it's like a less cool version of Death yeah, Touch. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Venom wow. is. Wow. Um, 
okay. edgy like like the comic book character. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, green has a lot of a lot of that because you know in nature there's a lot of things that are venomous, and so when you have those things, it makes sense that some creatures just have venom or death touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you flash them in and, and, and feel... And, and I guess since we're talking about that poison, too, yeah. but, you know. Um, m- m- feel good about yourself for, for flashing it in and destroying something else, but, again, um, uh, what's it called? Those, uh, asps that flash in, uh, they don't, they're not a terror blade, man. It's, it's, they're, they're just not. <laughs> ah. Of course. But, yeah, those are all the mechanics of green. Green's got a lot of them. Uh, and they're all pretty fun, actually. I mean, like, I'm looking through these mechanics, and I'm like, these, these sound like a fun time uh, for me, uh, uh, if I were playing it. Don't know about for anybody else who's playing against it, but, I mean, uh, it's honest. No, I, I think everybody has a good time whenever they're playing green. Um, there is the odd green stacks deck, which... Ah. I don't, I don't. <laughs> green stacks is very meta-dependent, because usually you lock out people with enchantments and um, enchantments and uh, artifacts, which usually like those people will really really feel it. Um, mm-hmm. You also have Vorinclex, I guess original Vorinclex. So there's there's that, but it's it's not basically any any green archetype you'll feel pretty good playing against. Uh, a little bit like any red archetype other than chaos, like. If you have a pod where there's nobody but green and red players, you're usually in for a very okay time. Okay to good time. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I am interested in making more green aligned decks in the future after I play with Jora for a bit. Jo- Joyra. Um, That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I, Pretty soon Jora's going to join Derby, okay, Pablo? <laughs> I feel like green is, is, is still one of the most budget-friendly card uh, colors, too. Like, it's it's very easy yeah. to just uh, make a big creature deck or a, a big token deck with green. that You don't even need to have so many... Um, so many uh, doubling seasons for. By the way, guys, uh, small tip. Uh, I don't know how long these will be lasting, but I'm sure for at least like a couple more months. Uh, doubling season from Double Masters, they are like 25 to $30 if you can uh, get them for the Ooh, Chinese version. How much are they normally? Yeah, it's very, like, comparative to how much they actually cost in English, like 60 to seven, $70. Ugh. Like, look, man, I know that... Um, some people have these weird things about uh, non-English language cards, but it's doubling season. Nobody, nobody's not like doesn't understand what doubling season does. It's not like an alien ass like legacy card that nobody else plays. It's it's fine. Just Ooh. just buy a Chinese doubling season. You'll be okay. Maybe I should jump on this too. This seems like a good idea to do. Just 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 one, just one yeah, doubling yeah. season in Chinese. Yeah, Twenty-seven dollar doubling season. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, does it also have like different art? I know that some some cards in different languages have different. Not art. for this one. Not for this one. Ah, okay, okay. If if, if pe- people of... will look at it, they'll know what you have. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of cards with with uh, with different art, Pablo, uh, as you know, I recently ordered my deck, uh, and in that deck there's a Jace. And in that Jace is uh, a different art because it's in Japanese. And I'm like, oh, oh man, I normally hate how Jace uh, looks. But, you know, Animu Jace, uh, see, I'll, I'll fuck with it. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, out of anybody who I know, like, if they were translated to, like, 
no. Anime? I know Jace would be your type, alright? Just shut up about it. You hate Jace. Yeah, look. Whatever, dude. You, yeah, Jace is your fuckboy. Let's say it. Uh, look, if he's Animood, I'll. Yes, okay, but otherwise, it's Oko, okay? And if Oko were Animood, hell fucking yes, okay? <laughs> you know who you should start looking at, too, <laughs> since we're talking about green? Tyvar. Tyvar, extend Tyvar. Art, uh, is very nice. A little, I, I know he's a Tyvar. little too muscly for your taste, but, like, just look at that guy. Tyvar, uh. Extended art is great. Tyvar Kel? Alright, let's let's take a look here. Since we're at the end of the podcast, now we're just gonna we're fucking around. Oh I oh, I remember him. The one oh, the he, one where he, he's in a tree. He is kinda good looking. I mean like he is kinda boof. Uh I, I'm normally not into the boof, but you know, I'll excuse it if they have a pretty yeah, face. Yeah, like that's what I was looking at. <laughs> Like, look at that face. He's so earnest. He's so, I'm exploring, Mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if he were Animood, he'd probably be, he'd probably be very nice, this, too. This okay. fucking weeb, dude. This goddamn weeb. <laughs> I am a... Look, dude, my, my taste in men has been molded since I was 12 years old into one type and one type uh, only. And that's Harry, okay? Oh Black hair with glasses. That's it. Okay. Um, Harry being my fiancé, not Harry... Harry Potter, who who also has black hair with glasses in the movies, but you I'm, know. I'm going to segue now. Or in the books. Since we were talking about yes. Ty Barkel before we dox your entire apartment. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, green and elves, uh, green Ugh. is the cre- uh, the color of creatures. Um, it's weird because. It's uh, it doesn't have really an iconic creature. Um, when I mean iconic, I mean like super high CMC cost mega beater creatures. Like when we're talking about like puny guys, mm-hmm. it's elves. It's elves. There's no yeah. people come in saying, oh, but what about the Sakura snakes or what about insects or what about Nantuko or what? Nah, fuck you, dude. It's elves. It's elves. It's elves. I mean, yeah. The the first thing I think of with green is automatically just it's. Yep, yep, yep. And that's it. Um, I mean, there's there's also like good cats, I guess, nah, but there's, that's shared with other colors. Here, and there's like you know, merfolk is like shared with blue, of yep. course. But like, if you're talking about just plain, plain old green, it's 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 elves. Um, green is this weird corner case where it has like almost three iconics, I would say, beasts for a while in older magic. Worms mm-hmm. for a while in old old magic. Ooh, worms. worms. <laughs> I want I want a good worm tribal commander. I'll never reach my youth if I have Grothama. What the fuck, Grothama? No, just take the one legendary worm, Pablo. No, That's it. No, Grothama. That's sucks. all you're getting. You can't make me play <laughs> Grothama. Well, if you want to play Worm Tribal at EDH, that's just what uh, you're stuck with, okay, Pablo? No, I'll just I'll just shift to the other <laughs> iconic creatures that Wizards has been pushing, which is Hydras. Now, Hydras, I do ah, yes. I do feel like is the new iconic type for green. It's just it it. Uh, I are Hydras shared with blue? I feel like they are shared. With yes, blue. but only as a hybrid. There are no pure blue Hydras. Uh, they're actually ah. more hydras pure in red. Like the first hydra is actually red too, um, but they've they've uh, since shifted to green and are now the flagship uh, creature, big creature type of green. Okay, uh, but even then, 
elves. <laughs> but 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 they're they are very 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 far away from like the real green creatures. This is elves, it's elves. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, green is just a very friendly, friendly, lovely color. You know, very nice, very very fun, very uh, easy to pick up. Mm -hmm. If you're just playing magic, play green, kids. Yep. Um, if you're going by a lot of the metrics, it's very easy for green to get all 10 of your ramps, all 10 of your uh -huh. interactions. A lot of them are going to be like uh -huh. fight effects, but you will absolutely get there on uh, um, destructions for enchantments and the artifacts. And, you know, fight effects are still pretty good for just removing, uh, removing creatures. You will get there on card draw. Yep. Thankfully... Board wipes are not that big a deal anymore in uh, Commander and EDH, so you don't need to worry about it too much. Um, but one of the best apps, oh my god, do I love it, the best creatures that green has is Apex uh -huh. Altasaur, which is a board wipe on a dinosaur. What is this? What uh, What is this? Apex Altasaur is a dinosaur that's 10-10. When it comes into play, it fights something, and if it takes damage, it will fight something again, or it may fight something else again. So, this dude huh. is the board wipe of green that just keeps stomping so he... and stomping and stomping. It can't deal with, like, ultra token decks, like zombies or, or other elf decks, but, like, on a normal-ish uh, EDH board, this is basically green's board wipe. Amazing card. Pick them up now. I don't think they're going to be reprinting Apex Altasaurs anytime soon, uh, but this is the, the board wipe uh, creature for green. Yeah, I mean, whenever it gets dealt damage, just fight. Yep. Just keep going, just keep going. Just fuck everything. Just keep fighting! <laughs> and you know what the best thing is? If you can pump it, <laughs> and then you just do it. Oh, I did. <laughs> do it again. While you're in green, it would be very easy to just pump it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. In green? Very. There you go, kids. Play green. Green is fun. All right. Um, well, let's move on to uh, our what are we doing at the end of the episode um, in, in, in real life. Uh, what have you been doing, Michelle? Uh, I re Well, I came home from work today because I work today, uh, which is unusual, and I'm very tired. Oh. Well, thank you for recording. I didn't realize. Oh well, it, it was cause uh, my one of my bosses was sick on Monday, and so the other one was like, "Hey, you know, uh, don't come in." I mean, yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, I guess I get a day off," and but instead I had to replace it with Thursday, so I'm like, "Oh, unexpected, but this is fine. I need the money." Well, you know, that's good. Uh, you're going to need money to get all those Apex Altasaurs, right? <laughs> and that Chinese uh, doubling season. Yeah, you're going to at least need $30 for Chinese <laughs> doubling season. I mean, but apart from that, I, I bought a duvet cover recently. Oh, Boring, neat. mundane life stuff. Uh, well, it, I bought it because I, we bought a weighted blanket. Because I've always wanted a weighted blanket. Because I'm like, oh yes, it's time to be cuddled, even when I'm not being cuddled. Uh. <laughs> are those like hotter than regular blankets i feel like they're just like because they have to be double stitched or whatever so it feels like a comforter oh, all the oh, time oh, doesn't oh. It? so so here's the thing about the one we bought right so one side is yeah. like a, a fleece side which is warmer but then the other side is like uh the like you ever seen blankets or pillows that are advertised as like oh cool to the touch or whatever all the time or some shit like that 
Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. other side. Does, does that actually work? I mean, uh, I mean, Harry, who uh, absolutely hates being hot like ever, uh, it is fine with it. So I'm like, I'm sure this is this all works out because uh, for whatever reason, I'm always cold all the time, and Harry is like always hot all the time, and I'm like, I hate this lifestyle. Why are we? Uh, it works with him, so I'm like, this this works out, but. Weighted blankets are tricky because you can't just wash them in a normal washing machine. So I'm like, to, to mitigate getting it as dirty, I'm going to get a duvet cover to, to, mm. to cover this shit up. Uh, except the problem is I, I accidentally bought one that was too big. <laughs> and so I had to go in and then like sew it in to make it smaller. And that took like a hot fucking minute. Dude, I... I can't. I can't. That seems way too much fucking trouble. I'll just I'll just I'll just switch out blankets like a normal civilized Look, human. look, I would do that too, except I, I need to be able to keep this I like my cleanliness, okay? This blanket needs to stay clean. I mean, I'll take it to the fucking laundromat or laundromat or whatever if I need to clean it, but I'm gonna try to keep it as low as possible, okay? So I, I stitched in this duvet cover because it was was way too big. Uh, turns out when you buy a queen size duvet cover for a queen size weighted blanket, they're not the same size. <laughs> um, look, man, I'll leave that to you. Uh, again, I guess I'm a blanket plebe because I have the thin sheet, I have the comforter, and then I have the fleece blanket for the in between times. Bro, so, I don't even know. know what any of these mean, okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> They're just blankets, man. Dude. For different times of the year. Uh, look, look. Uh, I use one blanket all year round, okay? And I'm like, I Yikes. don't know anything about... Because I, I just... I had to research this stuff because I'm like, what the fuck is a duvet? What the fuck is a comforter? Dude. All right. Now who's the blanket plebe? I am the blanket plebe, okay? I just like my weighted blanket. All right. No, I'm not going to take that away from you. <laughs> I guess when uh, Harry's away, you can have your blankets, I suppose. I, I, I guess. <laughs> but how how was your week, Pablo? <laughs> um, let's see. So I got into I, I got really into Asian conical hats. It's hard to get the nice ones over here. Okay, so for for. For our listeners, um, Asian conical hats, the ones that you buy over here, they're very basic. They're just so Typical straw basic. hats, like just cone straw hats, and that's it. Yeah, like, and, and that's the worst part. Is like a lot of them are just straw. They're not made out of like the nice shit that you would find in Asia, like rattan or, uh, or nipa fibers or whatever. Like the, the really, really nice shit. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I don't know, dude. I was just trawling all through the internet trying to find like places that would buy <laughs> buy a straw hat for me from like whatever market and then try you know send it over but unfortunately i can't find any at this point well, um, that's so that's that's yeah that's what i was doing yesterday it's it's fine oh you know what i did do i learned how to use multiply layers in photoshop did you just learn how to do this pablo bro i have been putting it off for five pablo <laughs> i i've known them for that pablo long. <laughs> but it's just, I just never had the reason to learn and sit down and just like okay, what the fuck are people talking about multiply? And it's it's nice. <laughs> what uh, can I say? It speeds up things very. You much. know, as someone who has just picked up digital art, 
uh, not too long ago and is constantly using multiply, the layer effect. And I'm like, Pop, why have you not been using this? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, it's, I guess uh, I'll dox myself a little bit here. Um, I got up with Photoshop uh, Creative Suite uh, 4, 5, and 6. Uh-huh. And... It's not so hard to put multiply layers in, but it's harder than it is now. Oh. Like those versions of Photoshop are a little bit more, you know, they have those features. You just have to go through more hoops. Uh, I guess like, that makes uh, sense. Green, yeah, like green making targeted removal. Oh. <laughs> you have to go through more hoops. Um, and yeah, like I, it's it's good. Um, I'm still there's. There's still a little bit of a learning curve, but like not as bad as I thought it would yeah. be. It's nice. I, it's I feel nice. like it's very easy. You, I you, approve. Yeah. Yes, you turn on the multiply layer, and then you just pick a color. Usually I use it for shading or whatever, because I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah, fucking lazy and shit. Because, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Don't do it for highlights, do it for shadows, yes. but boy, do those shadows. Just, oh my god, shadows. The shadows! Yeah, and, and it automatically, like, cha- like, the, like, the color matches long, right? Because, like, uh, it, I use it very often just because I'm, like, normally a watercolor artist, right, Pablo? And with watercolor, traditionally, you can just do that shit. Like, oh, the watercolor is thin, it's a single color or whatever, and you can layer colors on top of each other, and I'm like, perfect! Uh, I'm having a very difficult time doing this on digital, okay? <laughs> and so multiply layer. Dude, it's just a multiply layer set my transparency down to 12. Yeah! <laughs> that's what watercolor is like. Yeah! So, I mean, essentially, that's what it is, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Like, after I have after I finally figured out the basics and seeing what it does, like, oh, okay, all right. I, I, it will make my art nicer. Yeah. By the way, if nobody knows, um, we're actually a bunch of digital artists and traditional artists. I was about to say, I'm like, don't yeah. call me a digital artist, Pablo. Fuck you. And, and, tra- and traditional <laughs> yes. artists. Yes. Well, well I, I don't know. Michelle actually is more of a digital artist than she would like to be nowadays. Fuck you, She's Pablo. On <laughs> digital artist, Michelle. Um, and the logo that we have for the Scoops the Bird, I'm, I'm just calling call him Scoops. Aw, <laughs> yes, uh, scoops the crow actually, because he's supposed to be a storm crow. That logo uh, was made by me. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna be changing him anytime soon. We have another one of our artist friends like polishing him up because I do want to have the uh, color symbols of magic mm-hmm. onto him. Uh, but uh, whenever whenever that gets done, I guess you guys will see. Yeah. It. But, yeah if you guys wanted to know where Scoops came from, uh, it's from us. We, yeah. We'll never have to pay anybody for any of our <laughs> this art. This is we'll true. We'll just do it ourselves. I also want to do some art of Scoops because I'm like, this is a very cute bird, okay? And birds are my yep. thing, okay? And so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll Dude, also make art of Scoops and his ice cream scoop. <laughs> Uh, put put a put a put a scoop on it, and then Ooh. on the other hand, you can put the black blade. I want <laughs> I want. Okay, I was gonna put him in an ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, scoops, scoops is great. Thank you. Yeah, scoops. Uh, oh, we're we're all artists here. Typically, yes. I'm gonna put the outro right here. Oh, right here. Wait, what? what? <laughs> That's not fair, Bubble. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very I like, you, it, took, it took me a couple of seconds right. before what was going on. I'm like, oh wait! <laughs> <laughs> I flashed in and death touched you. You green. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining us this week. Our intro and outro uh, music is 
given to us by Kevin McLeod, uh, licensed through Creative Commons. Um, it was great talking to Green about uh, it. Talking to Green, Pablo. No! <laughs> <laughs> it was great talking to you guys about Green, um, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye and good night.